Welcome to That's Good Sports Podcast here on the That's Good Broncos channel. I know that might confuse some of you. Oh, you call it That's Good Sports? Why are you posting it on That's Good Broncos? Well, because I have too many other fucking videos going up on That's Good Sports, and I want this channel to just have the podcast on it. I am Brandon Perna. I am here with... Will Keys. You know him, probably. Uh, He is a writer, a podcaster, obviously. He writes for thatsgoodsports.com and uh, I believe um, the New York Times, but I I can't confirm that second one. Yeah. But uh, this is is our podcast. Today, we're going to talk, usually how it goes, we talk a bunch of Bronco shit and then we talk a bunch of NFL shit. So this today is going to be a little different. We'll start with the Broncos. Uh, and then there's uh, actually Tom Brady did something pretty funny we want to talk about. And then this week for the NFL has just been like bad news. Okay. So we know Annabelle Bolin, Pat Bolin's wife, diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Uh, that's sad news. Uh, Janoris Jenkins' brother, William Jenkins, killed Janoris Jenkins' friends, friend at Janoris Jenkins' house. Uh that's really shitty news. And then today it comes out that the NFL decided to suspend Jameis Winston for three games for grabbing a woman's crotch who was his Uber driver. And after doing more research on Jameis Winston, uh, I believe not only should Jameis Winston not be in the fucking NFL, but he should probably be in jail. So we'll get to those. Those are, you know, the Jameis Winston stuff's pretty heavy. Uh, we'll talk about that at the end because – Reading everything I did about it today just pissed me off, and I feel like I have a lot to say about it. But before we do that, let's try to have some fun today and be yeah. mildly entertaining. And that's all we—that's all we promise here—is mild entertainment. If you're expecting <laughs> to experience joy and a ton of laughter from this podcast, like a really well-produced show, you're wrong. No. Uh, And before we get to Broncos and Kirk Cousins and stuff, I want to read a comment from the last podcast that should exemplify um, what I'm saying. Also, we're on iTunes. Give us a review there. It's on Podbean. Uh, That's Good Sports Podcast. Find it there. We need your reviews on iTunes. A lot of you did it last time. I want 1,000 reviews and so we can crush all other Broncos and NFL podcasts. But anyway, okay, Spanky the Keeper from uh, our, our last podcast, he, he wrote, I really like the normals, that's good Broncos videos, but honestly, these podcasts are just trash. You are good at creating edited content, but when you guys just have to talk for an hour straight with no cuts, that's really not your forte. It's mind-numbingly boring. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Spanky the Keeper. What is, uh, what is he keeping? I don't know. That's, that's strange. Spanky the Keeper. Uh, I do appreciate everybody who defended us there. Yeah. Uh, First comment was no one gives a fuck if you don't like (laughs) it. Uh, And and some people brought up the points like you don't have to listen to this podcast. (laughs) I'm not saying it's great and I'm not saying everybody's going to enjoy it. Uh, It's just funny now. And you know, if you don't like something, you just get to say this fucking sucks. Like, (laughs) Well, what if he was, like, arrested for something and, like, his court-ordered punishment was to, like, listen to every episode of this podcast? That would uh, – the. I don't know how severe the, the crime would be, but I'm going to assume yeah. that this punishment would fit that crime. <laughs> yeah, what would the – the keeper. Uh, well, my, like some, I, some unpaid parking tickets maybe? 
right <laughs> unpaid speeding yeah uh, maybe uh being drunk in public mm-hmm. um urinating in public yeah all the things that both of us do yeah nothing too violent because no. i don't think this is that bad and if i did i wouldn't want to keep doing it with you every week <laughs> yeah. i'll be curious to see if spanky the keeper uh listens to this episode <laughs> if you're around go ahead yeah. and leave us another comment and let us know if we're improving yeah if he uh, does he's like a huge masochist because he said it's mind-numbingly boring it's like find something better to do spanky right now I'll admit, like, I make fun of shit on Twitter. Like, if I see a stupid article or something about NFL players, like, I like to say something funny or sarcastic. Yeah. But I don't think, at least that I can remember, like, me going to somebody's YouTube channel where they put out a video <laughs> and just being like, this fucking sucks. Like, <laughs> you ever do that, Will? Like, I'm curious. Uh, no. I mean, maybe I'll start doing it, but um, I can't see how that would, like, improve my life in any way, shape, or form, so. Right, like... Uh, if I watch a show I don't like, I just don't watch it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, this isn't for me. I, I don't, don't know. Like, I don't write the, the director and be like, you know what? I like yeah. some of your other work, but this one? Mm-mm. Yeah, this sucks. Let me break down every episode in full detail and why it sucks. Like, and I, I respect criticism because usually, yeah. like, the criticism that stings the most are the people who are the nicest. They're like, uh-huh. I like most of your videos, but this one, like – you're just not good or this wasn't funny. I'm like, Oh man. Yeah. Cause then you know, it's, then you know, who, it's like kind of true. And I'm open to criticism. Like yeah. if you would have said, Hey, this is, it's, it feels too long and boring. Maybe try doing this like to make it better. That would be great. We're here for we can it. Get some people to interview one day, but uh, there's, this is like, there's not a lot to talk about right now. Well, this week there is. Um, so we're just learning. Okay. We'll get better. Well, maybe. Yeah. So take it away. What are we going to talk about first? Okay. Well, before we get into the Broncos stuff, another Broncos thing. I didn't put it on the rundown or anything, but um, today is June 28th. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to John Elway. Happy birthday, John Elway. Is it just me? Are you, like, a little annoyed? Like, I follow a bunch of Broncos shit, you know, on Twitter and Instagram, and every day that's a player's birthday, it's just, like, 50 fucking posts of happy birthday to this guy. And it's like, I – I'm glad it's their birthday and I hope they have a happy birthday, but I don't need to see, you know, 86 happy birthday, Bradley Chubbs on my social media feeds. Maybe yeah. I had to do some house cleaning. It's just, yeah, it's just like happy birthday, Kanoi Kennedy. Right. <laughs> the next 50 Instagram <laughs> posts. Kennedy. I did retweet yeah. the NFL Network's tribute to John Elway for his birthday though. So I'm just as yeah. bad. like, I'm a hypocrite. All right. I'm admit, I admit that. All right. So I've got a confession to make right now. Confession. Um, it is not only John Elway's birthday, it is my birthday. Oh, shit. You were born on John Elway's birthday? Or he was born on my birthday. No, it's the other way around. He was born first. Yeah. Yeah, he he has a good 38 years on me. How old are you? 36. 22 today. 22? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Were you leading, were you leading Stanford to miraculous victories and projected to be the number one pick pick in the draft right now at uh, age 22 on what on like ncaa football or just in life will the uh, answer is obviously no, no which means you oh, are, yeah, really are inferior to john elway is my point. power rank uh the three things that have happened on june 28th in history first my birth most recent second john elway's birth third 
um, the assassination of Austro-Hungarian Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Which started World War One. Sparked World War One. What's the most important? Uh, historically speaking, World War One. Uh, I was gonna say LA, but <laughs> I was gonna say I'm not gonna LA. Lie. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it just for football fans. Yeah, okay. Well, People come here for no bullshit, Will. I'm not gonna give up bullshit. I mean, just speaking like myself, like most, you know, most impactful to my life. Probably, I gotta go my own birthday because you know. Yeah, well, that's probably the most. Where would you be? <laughs> precisely. Um, then I think I go Elway. For me well, personally, I mean, obviously, I talk about the Broncos for a living. So, yeah. I, but I mean, if World War One goes a different way. Are either of us born, Will? I don't know. It's hard, it hard to say. It's hard but, to say. Okay, happy yeah. birthday, Will. Is that Thank is that you. what you wanted from me? Yeah, um, you, we can sing at the end. Thanks for working on your birthday. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I do it. I do it for the uh, for the content. I'm a big content boy. All right, let's get to some Broncos stuff. Stop fucking Bronco. around. Yeah. So uh, Chris Harris Jr., Broncos cornerback, compared Bradley Chubb to a young Khalil Mack. So, do you think this is a fair comparison? Do you think it's way too early? Because yes. I kind of do. <laughs> it's way too early. And I, so far, okay, Von Miller compared Bradley Chubb to himself and Khalil Mack. DeMarcus Ware compared Bradley Chubb to DeMarcus Ware. And Chris Harris now compares yeah. him to Khalil Mack. So, I'm guessing he's – they're saying he's, he's going to – they think he's going to be a good outside linebacker. Sure. Uh, I think um, – I also saw that Chris Harris predicted – he thinks Chubb's going to be a starter this season, uh, which yeah. I would imagine with your fifth overall <laughs> pick, gonna he's going to start. <laughs> so, yeah, we all think Bradley Chubb's going to be good. If he turns out to be as good as Khalil Mack, we will be thrilled. Uh, but let's wait until let's wait until midseason to see where we evaluate Bradley Chubb being. Or yeah. at least watch a one fucking preseason game. Yeah, or just like wait until the pads come on in training camp, which, yeah. by the way, is um, – Exactly a month from a month today. Away, July so 28th. We only have like a month more where we have to just make shit up to talk about. <laughs> so looking forward to it. Okay. So now we've got, uh, you know, Von Miller came in ranked number nine on the NFL top 100 list. Yep. A lot of people put a lot of stock in this. I don't think either you Not me. Nor, nor I do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tom Brady was number one. Um, and Von Miller said for people not to hate on Tom Brady, which is a message I cannot support. Uh, I don't agree with it at all. And I believe Tom Brady deserves every amount of hate he gets. You think he's like, hey, guys, definitely don't hate on Tom Brady. Definitely don't spam his Instagram with uh, snarky comments about how he's not really the best player. Right. Do you think he's just like subtly trolling him is what you're asking? Yeah. Like telling maybe. people to do it? Like I wouldn't – you should yeah, never well, do that. Yeah, a little reverse psychology. Right. I hope so, or else, um, I don't know, I might lose a little bit of respect for Vaughn. But uh, at the same time, like, Vaughn, like, he already knows that he's kind of like Tom Brady's dad, essentially, so. Right, he beat he beat yeah. Tom Brady twice in the playoffs. Yeah, so it doesn't really help him to, like, belittle a guy that he No, I don't think he should belittle him. I just no. don't think he needed to go out of his way to defend one of the guys who's going to go down as one of the best players, you know, in NFL history. One of. Here's the yeah. thing. Like, these lists, like, people want to use, like, the top 100 to reinforce their, their idea that Brady is uh, the greatest player of all time. 
there is no greatest football player of all time. There's just a, a bunch of dudes who you could all throw in that same category because more than I think like basketball, you know, like football is such a team sport. It depends so heavily on so many other guys for sustained <laughs> success. And the Patriots, I'll say like they'll go down probably as, you know, the greatest team of all time to be as consistent as they have. And I'm not trying to like – I normally try to take something away from Tom Brady, but right now I'm not. I think he's a great quarterback. I've never said he's a bad quarterback, but like you could argue other quarterbacks do things better than him. He did, like it's it's just a stupid argument that people get views and clicks for and maybe we should exploit that, but I just think it's fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, the list, the players barely take any time to consider it. What I think's cool about the NFL Top 100 is listening to players that they compete against talk about the things uh, they think they do well on the field and why they think they're a tough competitor and getting to see highlights from guys you might have missed during the season. I think it's a cool concept, but I don't think you should put too much weight into where players are actually ranked on the list. This yeah. Is my point. I mean, like, you just take it as, like, this is, like, you have to take it as, like, strictly the player's opinion. Like, right. it's not a definitive list. It's just, like, all right, the players think Tom Brady's number one. The players think Julio Jones is number four, et cetera. It's just, it's just the pure curiosity of it is just seeing how the players think about their, you know, their peers. Their yeah, fun. and it's not every player. Every player's not right. voting on this. It's right. like a handful from every team, right? Yeah, and they only vote on, like, the, their top 20. 10 or 20, yeah. Yeah. So it's not even – in terms of actually finding it, like, I want to know what um, the right guard from the Arizona Cardinals think, who he thinks is the best player in the league, and I don't even yeah. know his name or who he is. Uh, that's, a, know that's, that's, that's Lyle Sendline. Is it? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think he played center for the Cardinals like a couple years oh, ago. That would have been impressive. I don't, I don't know who the, <laughs> the right guard is. Not a fucking uh, nerd. The other interesting Broncos thing we saw this week, and uh, you sent this to me. Yeah. Uh, was a picture of a Raiders fan uh, <laughs> taking a statue of a horse from behind. <laughs> so to put Correct. it more bluntly, he was pretend fucking that horse in the ass. Yeah, okay, so I did some digging into this guy's Twitter profile. Um, I can't remember what his, uh, what his at was, but, like, it's some generic Raider name. Like, at Raiders fan forever or some bullshit? Yeah, Raiders fan 69, 69, 69. <laughs> um, yeah, and so, like, he was doing this thing where, like, he takes three days, and, like, the first day is, like, Chargers Day. So it's like, oh, Chokers Day. Post a bunch of shitty memes with, like, impact font making fun of the Chargers. And then he's like, all right, it's the Kansas City Chiefs Day, a.k.a. Chokes Day. He just, like, makes everything, like, chokes. And then there's, like, uh, some more, like, shitty so, moves, like, making so for, fun. So, for the Chargers, it's chokers. For the yeah. Chiefs, it's, <laughs> it's just chokes. chokes. It's okay. just chokes. But, like, obviously, uh, Broncos doesn't start with a C, so he had to, he had to default to donkeys, right. which is a classic insult. And um, I'm so, surprised he didn't go Bronc hose. That's a good one. The Bronc Hose. I hear that one a lot. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Uh, we're sex positive. Um, so anyway, he decided to like roast all of Bronco's Twitter by taking a picture of him fucking a statue of a horse. Right. He showed us. Yeah, he got us good. Like, <laughs> <And it doesn't... laughs> 
definitely doesn't make him look good, like a guy who just like wants to have sex with the horse at all. Right. <laughs> I think the favorite thing uh, you pointed out in your, cause you wrote an article about it for yeah. that's good sports.com. Mm-hmm. I say it like it's a super official website now, but uh, yeah, I like how you pointed out his decision-making for the clothes he was wearing that day. Oh yeah. It was terrible. He wore his, okay. So he's wearing a Lester Hayes Jersey. <laughs> okay. Um, he was wearing like cargo shorts that went down to his ankle and then like white tube socks that I assume went up to his knees, although you couldn't see the whole thing. Right. And so he basically decided he was no longer going to progress with fashion after the year 1992 or three. Correct. He's like, this is, this is it. Not getting any better. Yeah. I mean, I I can't, yeah. I would really like to see him appear on the next episode or in the next season of uh, the rebooted Queer Eye for the, the straight guy series on Netflix. Yeah, no, where that'd they, be... Where they go in and work with his wardrobe, maybe uh-huh. work so, through some of his yeah. issues of, obviously, like, he hates a lot of things. Um, right. I, I think he would be a good candidate for that. Hates, hates choking, clearly. So, if you want to recommend him for that show, check out Will's article and then go to uh, maybe the, the Queer Eye Twitter account or, or something. My wife's been watching that show. Uh, they actually do a pretty good job with the oh, it's show. A good show. Yeah. It's about uh, positivity and I don't know. I, she said I would like it. I don't love it, but I like the message they're doing. Anyway, yeah. he's a prime candidate because I think he just needs a little love in his heart, Will. I agree. And yeah, so hopefully like he and the horse are like doing well together. Yeah, obviously anybody who wants to have sex with animals, like put them on TV is what I say. <laughs> yeah, prop them up, encourage them, definitely. Um, okay, so some more lighthearted stuff uh so last week i talked about a subreddit called our kirk cousins right and how it's one of the weirdest subreddits that i've ever seen um so this is going back like i first discovered this like a couple years ago back when kirk cousins like went on his like big run to the playoffs like the the you like that season okay where he was just unstoppable in the second half of the year and some really weird stuff then most of it is about um, Kirk Cousins and his relationship with his wife, Julie, and a lot of posts specifically pertaining to the fact that Kirk Cousins definitely does not cheat on his wife, right? which I assume is true, but they, they mention that he doesn't cheat on his wife so often that it, it makes me a little suspicious, kind of like, you know, like the lady doth protest too much, but right. some interesting stuff. So I have some examples of some top posts, uh, and I'm going to read them off. So, uh, this post is titled, Kirk Cousins Once Visited the Virgin Islands. And it says, when he left, nothing changed. They were still called the Virgin Islands. That's just the kind of guy Kirk is. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, And so, another one. Okay. It's called, you won't believe it, but I saw Kirk on Tinder. And uh, when you click on it, it says, and the reason you won't believe it is because it's entirely untrue. Kirk is faithful to Julie. (laughs) their relationship is a beautiful beacon of light how did this start like i have no idea it is really funny because it's just a bunch of people carrying on this like joke about like yeah uh taking finding funny ways to reiterate that (laughs) is a faithful husband and we don't know if he is for sure like you said probably not but like Um, some crazy stuff yeah like here here's another one um so this is more relevant this is um this pertains to his contract 
struggles with uh, Redskins front office. So it's called, um, do you know what contract will never expire? The contract bound by love that Kirk and Julie signed when they married each other. Yep. Yeah, it's like if you look, there's a post today. Does this look like a guy who would cheat on his wife? It's just a picture of Kirk and his yeah. wife. I mean, I guess not. The, the Skull Bros love you, Kirky boy. Yeah, no, it's it's wild because, like, I think this was probably started by Redskins fans, and now, like, I don't know if they keep up with it now that he's in Minnesota. Right. Vikings fans, it seems that they have yeah. uh, they, like, adopt it. taken it over. Mm-hmm. Um. Would have been really weird if he came to Denver because then, like, we'd have, like, the Broncos subreddit guys. Like, I guess, like, you you inherit it when your team gets Kirk Cousins, maybe. Right. And you have to just keep the joke alive forever. <laughs> yeah, just keep until it he retires. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very weird, too. Like, it's decorated. There's, like, the banner. It's just, like, pictures of Kirk and his wife, like, throughout the years, like – wedding photos um yeah i think there's also like a lot of people who generally just want to post pictures of kirk and his wife like that don't get the joke as well maybe maybe like they're they're a very pleasant nice looking couple uh a cute kid a cute kid Um, yeah they call the the marriage between kirk and his wife the the real royal wedding (laughs) i saw that a few times i agree i agree um, so yeah, one of the stranger things I've ever seen, and I just thought I'd point that out because yeah, it's definitely um, worth looking it's at. Weird. You, it's weird. It's weird. It's a fun way to good, kill a few minutes. A good sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you uh, know what else is weird? What? Uh, Tom Brady's Instagram. <laughs> um, because okay, yeah, so he, he might be losing his mind. I think. Yeah, I think like he's really struggling, like not going to minicamp, and like I think that took a toll on him mentally. Because so Barstool Sports posted um, a picture of two hippos, uh, and one hippo is like eating out of or like drinking from some water, and the hippo behind him or her, I can't really tell, basically has his mouth on the hippo's butt, and the caption says, um, "As soon as Bay gets out of shower." Hashtag ass eaten season. And Tom Brady. So stupid. Yeah. Tom Brady responded with three like laugh crying emojis and then yep. So we are. And that's official. That's from his account. It's verified Tom Brady. So it's only like social media account that he uses. Uh, So Tom Brady just said that like he eats Giselle's Giselle's ass ass after the shower. Yeah. That's a strange thing for a guy who's so like. Button up, buttoned up and reserved about anything he's said or done. And now I'm starting to think the reason he destroyed his phone in the deflate gate <laughs> was very, a very smart move by him. Mm, maybe some like POV videos or... Yeah, and I'm not saying he was doing anything wrong or illegal or no, bad. No. It might just be weird shit him and Giselle were doing. Uh, seeing like, I don't know, this post, this caption by Barstool just so fucking dumb. <laughs> uh, makes me fucking hate that website and i have asked to work there several times dozens and dozens of times because waiting on that so callback and growing uh and i feel like my stuff would fit there but their social media stuff is so stupid <laughs> yeah. that tom like and they they do suck the patriots wieners really they, hard they really hard so that's probably why Mm -hmm. Tom feels comfortable commenting on that post 
Uh, just Does seems he like, like not know that people can see it. Does he not understand how Instagram works? Or? I wouldn't. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, uh, he knows how every NFL defense works, but social media is a little tough for him. Maybe he forgot to switch out of his burner account. Uh, maybe if if Tom doesn't play well this year, we will come back to this yeah. and say this is why. Actually, I have a theory that Spanky the keeper. It might be Tom's burner might account. Be Tom Brady. <laughs> Spanky the yeah. keeper is Tom Brady. <laughs> he does have a thing with butts. So uh, I wish I could yeah. do a one-on-one interview with Tom. Uh, one of these days, one you know, it's like I really hope for the sake of his kid um, that Tom brushes his teeth regularly. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough, because they do a lot of kissing. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, so that's all the basically the fun stuff. Yeah, I, we got I think so. Yeah. So now uh, I already made a video about, uh, you know, on the That's Good Sports channel about um, Janoris Jenkins' brother, William Jenkins. Uh, today the, the news came out that uh, William Jenkins, they, they, they charged him with manslaughter. So they believe he killed uh, Roosevelt Rene, um, Janoris Jenkins' friend. They were making music and stuff together. He was living at Jenkins' house that they got in an argument and William Jenkins strangled them and killed them, uh, which is just, it's insane. Like, yeah. Uh, his older brother, William had been in and out of jail for various things. So like he had a criminal record, uh, before they pressed charges on him, he was just named as a person of interest. So like I had to kind of redo my video yesterday cause I was trying to be very careful not to accuse anybody of anything, I just thought it was a bizarre story, uh, but that's what's happened there. I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on it. It's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, I feel shitty. Like Janoris Jenkins, like his friend was killed by his brother. That is yeah. not a fun situation to be in. Uh, really just shitty. And then uh, moving on to Annabelle Bolin being diagnosed with Alzheimer's. I did a video about that. Uh, and we – I talked, I think it was the last episode when I asked, put you on the spot and asked you what charity you would donate to. Like if, uh, you were going to support a cause, I said Alzheimer's. So the yep. timing was interesting. You picked like, you want like a, a children's kids, hospital, children's yeah. hospital, both yeah. noble things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just shitty. Like two people diagnosed, like if, for the Bullen kids, both of their parents, uh, having to see them, you know, go through that is not going to be fun. It's not going to be easy. Uh, but, uh, my question to you with this, because we don't need to go, we don't need to just need to harp on like how terrible it is, but like, do you think this had anything to do maybe with Beth Bolin trying to, uh, make her case for becoming the majority owner of, of the, the Broncos a month ago? Yeah. I mean, I think it very well could have. Cause like, I mean, if you think about like, a month in the in the timeline of like how the disease progresses yeah i'm sure they started to notice signs for a while yeah they might have even like known about it for that long like the diagnosis itself before she decided to announce it um which she did along with uh, joe ellis and the rest of the team um i don't know though um because it's not like you know if you know if and when she relinquishes control it's basically in Joe Ellis's hands, which for yeah. the most part it is right now. Like, uh, 
Annabelle Bowen is involved with yeah, the organization. She has no power in determining yeah. any of this. Um, so it's like in that I don't think it would have an effect on what they do because it is in Joe Ellis and the two other trustees' hands. Uh, but I'm guessing like to me, Beth Bowen, like her wanting to make that move kind of came out of nowhere. And this is me just guessing, but I feel like this would have something to do with her motivating her to be like, okay, yes, I still want this. Like mm -hmm. I want to carry on this legacy because now both of my parents are going to deal with this. And like, as a kid, I feel like I would feel the same like inclination if that were my parents and they left me with the Denver Broncos and then three people wouldn't give me the Denver Broncos. Oh yeah. I totally try to own them if I could. Era, have you seen the show, uh, HBO, uh, it's called Succession. It's about like a, a powerful media owner who's. Oh, I've seen the. I, I haven't seen the show. I know what you're talking about though. I watched the first episode of that and it makes me feel like, I mean, it's different because the dad in that's like an asshole who doesn't want to give his kids the company. Uh, yeah. Pat Bowen was just trying to protect his business until one of his kids was qualified. But it's like, it's similar with the, the stakes that that are there and the dynamics of uh you know what might be happening kind of behind the scenes it's crazy yeah it's like that it's like that joke from Step Brothers, uh where like john c Riley tells his dad like i want to go into the family business he's like i'm a doctor <laughs> right yeah it's like uh <laughs> like there's no succession there yeah but yeah i mean um yeah first of all it makes me a little upset that my dad doesn't have like a sports franchise to pass right. down to me at this point yet you know we could it always could. be like a minor league team or something i guess a little pocket change on the side um right. but yeah it makes for an interesting power struggle coming up for sure uh yeah, which i'm sure will be legal and drawn out yeah right. for several years um okay so and i don't even want to fucking talk about this but i feel like i have to after all the research I did uh, about this NFL suspending Jameis Winston for three games. Right, right, right. Okay, so I believe the um, I believe the NFL has a it has said the suspension will be three games. Before, yeah. This morning it was still like supposed, but it's a three. I think it's official. Game. Yeah. Uh, Jameis Winston is not going to appeal this uh it was an agreement reached between the nflpa and the nfl so right now i hold the nflpa just as accountable in this blunder if you will because the first problem just on the surface okay uh J james winston has been accused of um grabbing an uber driver's crotch at like 2 a.m in the uber i think he apologized I wasn't able to track down whether he admitted to doing it or not, but said he apologized, said he was drinking. It's not part of his normal behavior, but I, I think he pretty much admitted doing it. Uh, the woman, she initially just reported this to Uber, saying, like, this guy is not a safe uh, client to have in the cars. She's not seeking any any money. All she wanted was to make sure he wasn't in a car with another woman. Right. Uh, Uber banned Jameis Winston for life. So he can't use Uber. Uh, and the NFL looked at him sexually assaulting a woman um, and said, you know what? Three games. We yes. get four game suspensions 
for players who smoke weed and they, they get three strikes with weed. Okay. But four games for smoking weed, three games for grabbing a woman's crotch, right? Four so, games for PEDs, three games for crotch grabs. It's definitely a bad look for the league. Um, and I'm it's, not going to, yeah. Especially because they've been through this before. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to just try to explain the rationale. I think. Um, okay. which has to do with the NFLPA as well. So they yeah. collectively bargained for this in 2010 um, that the NFL can suspend a player um, for misconduct, personal misconduct um, outside, you know, basically outside the jurisdiction – or not the jurisdiction, but off the field essentially. Conduct deemed um, detrimental to the league, right? Right, right. Um, they use a lot. So they can suspend them basically regardless – um, of whatever happens legally, whatever happens in a court of law. Right. So with something like, I don't know, testing positive for weed. So there's no like due process really in that case. And there's no doubt um, going on. It's like either you test positive or you didn't, right? It's not like an ongoing trial or anything. So that's certain. Uh, and they have like a framework in place that says, all right, first offense, like you're, you know, you've got four games or whatever it is, six games. I can't remember. But with something like this, um, I think the NFL probably would want to suspend Jameis Winston for a season. Uh, but the NFLPA would lose their minds um, because it's they're, they're advocating on behalf of the players uh, and they have to try to defend their due process to the best extent that they can, regardless basically of, you know, whether – you know, Jameis Winston did it or not. Like he, the NFL PA in this situation is like their lawyer to the NFL. Like they're Jameis's advocate and they're basically defending him. And they probably did a lot to negotiate this to three games based on prior incidents, uh, the Ezekiel Elliott stuff. Um, prior Ezekiel suspension. Elliott was suspended six games. Right, right, right. Um, but that was probably, I don't know, it was probably brought up, I think. And wasn't it? I wasn't it uh, supposed to be if a player was um, I don't know if it's accused or if they have to be convicted of assault or sexual assault, sexual harassment, that the mandatory minimum is six games. Wasn't that concluded like after all the Ray Rice shit, the Josh Brown shit, all yeah. the issues they've had with domestic violence and different things. So like, wouldn't, Okay, yeah, right, right, right. Um, but the thing is, like, so take the Reuben Foster case, for example. Right. So Reuben Foster was accused of domestic violence, and then the person who accused that accused him recanted their story. Right. And so... And they did that after I made a shitty joke about it yeah, in my madness. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't apologized to Reuben Foster yet. He uh, might be Spanky the Keeper. He also. might be Spanky the Keeper. Mr. Keeper. And, but, like... I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, I didn't do like any in-depth research on that situation. Yeah. I just tossed out a joke, uh, mm -hmm. but continue. So, sorry. Um, so I think where they screwed up in this case was if it was an isolated incident and you know, the basically like the case was pending, I think three games is fair for like waiting to see what situation. Yeah. Out, right. So you're saying like, this might not be the final result of this. This is just hopefully uh, 
this is the what they agreed upon, and then if right. they, but this like the, I don't think this is a. Uh, I'd have to look. Is the woman? She's not pressing charges of, from this, right? I'm not sure. Um, I know I, I first read about this story like months ago. Like this isn't something that just right. came to light. This has been a story. Like I think this like came out in the middle of the season, and I think like this incident dates back. It was 2016. Yeah. So this has been going on for a while. Um, I, yeah, I don't know if it's, if the law is involved. Okay. At this point. Um, yeah, because which, I don't believe she is pressing charges. Uh, so, okay. I think actually, no, no, no. So I think why the story came back up is because one of the people that Jameis Winston said was in the car with him was not in the car and said that no one was in the car with Jameis when it happened, which yeah, it was another player defended yeah. it, uh, but that player got out of the car before any of this uh, right. happened. So, which is a really really bad look for Jameis, and yeah. the NFL's like, we okay, now we have to punish you basically because so, more than likely something happened. Right now, covering it up. Okay, so which leads me to uh, and. I'm glad you presented that the the way you did because I get why the NFLPA is in place. And for, I would say, 95% of these cases, I'm going to agree with them, you know, doing everything, everything they can to defend the players. Yeah. Uh, but the point you, you hit on that I think is true for this is Jameis Winston has a track record of this. Um, he – when he was in college at FSU, uh, he – was uh, accused of rape, um, a case that was settled by him and the college, uh, which usually when a case like that is settled, the reason it happens is because the defense believes if that goes to a trial and jury that the, the person will be found guilty. Um, so he's accused of rape in college. Uh, another woman at FSU... Um, Sorry, I'm getting all this information, too, from this New York Times article. And everybody, I think, knew about the, the rape accusations uh, about Winston at FSU. I didn't research it at the time. That was like 2013, 2014. I was mostly just talking about the Broncos. Uh, so I knew very little about it. Um, hold on. I'm just trying to get to my notes here. Um... Okay, a month before those rape accusations became public, a second woman had sought counseling after a sexual encounter with Jameis Winston. So this is a woman who didn't know about the case, who uh, said he didn't rape her, but that the experience wasn't right, and it was traumatic where she needed counseling after it. Uh, at some point, he stole crab legs from a store. I'm assuming he sexually assaulted those two. And then in 2016, an Uber driver, he grabs an Uber driver's crotch. So there is a history here. And then if you read this New York Times uh, article, which is called The Star Player Accused and a Flawed Rape Investigation, I think it will open your mind to the fact that uh, Jameis Winston should not be in the NFL and that he, I, based on everything I've read in this, it looks like he committed all of these crimes. Um, after the, the rape was reported, uh, it looks like the police in Florida and the university did what they could to 
basically pushed this under the rug. They didn't, they had DNA of, from the victim, they had DNA of the person who assaulted her. They did not test him for that at the time. Uh, much later, they tested him, and his DNA matched that. So he definitely had sex with this woman. Uh, I think he claimed that it was consensual. Um, but when there is a track record of this, when I think that Tamp- the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would have had information access to all of this information before they drafted him. Like, I don't think he should be playing in the NFL. I don't think women make shit up like this. Uh, you know what I mean? Like the majority of the, yeah. the Ruben Foster thing makes it, you, you, you want to have all the information and you don't want to crucify somebody who's innocent, but I think there's information here that uh, I, you should just read it for yourself because I think it's pretty damning of Jameis Winston. It made me sick reading it today. Uh, and, and, but what I was saying, like Reuben Foster's thing, like the, the girlfriend recanted everything she said and said she was trying to get money out of him. And I think a lot of people just assume like that's what's happening here with Jameis Winston. Uh, but if you look at the evidence, I, I don't think you can walk away from this. Right. See that. And I think it's, it's a problem on so many levels. And I, it's a failure of the criminal justice system. It's a failure of universities being more willing to protect their bottom line than students attending the university and a failure of the NFL to, you know, allow this guy to play in their league when they make such an issue about wanting only certain type of, uh, of high character people representing <coughs> as a whole. I don't know. It's, there's obviously the only people who know the, the real truth are the people involved in the situation. But like I said, I think in a week span, uh, my, I didn't really have thoughts on Jameis Winston because I didn't do this research enough. And like, it's sad to like say this, but you forget about shit like this. You forget like, only thing I really yeah. remembered was that he stole crab legs and got a bad rap for that. You know what I mean? Like, I forgot about this. And that's sad because there's so much bullshit. There's so much news. There's so many things, like, to be distracted by that. Uh, and it's not our job to police this shit either. But when you see bullshit, uh, I don't know. I feel like I had to talk about it a little bit and at least, like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, the thing that kind of – um, I think excludes him from getting the benefit of the doubt, which you would give to someone who hadn't done anything at all prior to this is just the track record. And the fact that this is like the third right incident of the kind. Time. Yeah. And then there's like, and then like, it makes obviously like the crab leg stuff look just like silly and juvenile. And then, well, he kind of does make like the thing where he stood up in the student union and yelled, basically like fucker in the pussy it just makes that look like really really tone deaf because that was after um all the accusation stuff it makes him look especially like immature and like he even like even to say like if he had been proven incident innocent like that's just extremely he settled the case but yeah like had he been and he's still done that that's like extremely just immature and tone deaf and like like you're not taking it seriously no it's and so I, I think like even if he's obviously so he's entering his fourth year, right? Uh, 
he's not going to get another contract with the Buccaneers, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, like, if, if it's – I don't know. We obviously live in a different world than people running a football organization. Yeah. Uh, but if I owned the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and this – he would be gone. Like, I mean, I wouldn't have drafted him because I would have known enough to be like, do research on this. I would yeah. have had people dig deep on it and be like, oh, this is not the type or, of guy I want okay. playing for us. But yeah. I would be cutting ties with him right now. Same. Or even if there's, like, the shred of doubt at the time, like, with the draft and you know all this stuff. And even if you don't want to say for a fact, like, well, we know he's a bad guy. You say, like, well, just because, like, there's the question there, we're going to take Mariota at one instead of – Right. Like, <laughs> I forgot. They picked one. Like from a football decision. Yeah, it's not like the Titans took Mariota and it's like, all right, well, we need a quarterback and Jameis is here. It's like, yeah. no, they actively took Jameis Winston over Marcus Mariota. They, they would have worried more about whether or not – Winston yeah. had a fucking knee injury his sophomore season. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know about that knee. Yeah. I don't know. It's just stupid. Like, you you expect people to, I don't know, maybe put the their morality before the bottom line, but it doesn't happen. Well, I think they, like, I think teams tend to, and this happens in all sports, too. Right. It's not it's just the Buccaneers. Like, it dates back to, like, Kobe Bryant and everything. Like, teams will, if there is doubt related to this, they will hide behind the doubt. And obviously it was something like Aaron Hernandez. Like it was so cut and dry that like the Patriots were like, all right, well, he's just gone. Um, One of the only correct decisions that they made in (laughs) the last 10 years, they did the right thing and and released Aaron Hernandez before uh, he went to trial or anything. Um, But where they're like, if we can get away with like, saying, well, we don't know for sure, then we can keep them because we can say, well, they can we're going to let due process play right. out or, you know, we want all the facts to come out, which I think had – it goes back to, like, had this been an isolated incident, I think it would be justifiable for the Buccaneers to say, you know, all right, we're going we're gonna to sit and wait and we're going to find out what really happened and we're going to let um, the court of law – uh, take precedence over the court of public opinion when it comes to deciding Jameis's future with the team. However, knowing what they know and knowing his history and knowing that this seems to be a pattern um, adding to an already really spotty track record, uh, it makes sense to just, like, get rid of them. Right. Yeah, and it's like it. I understand, like, you want to be fair to players because uh, I think sometimes unfairly they have things put on them uh yeah. you know that they don't they don't necessarily deserve and it's all about really doing your research on these sort of things and uh you know also like not like i believe in giving people second chances uh not for rape but uh like for 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 a lot of things like you want to you don't want to basically ruin somebody's opportunity who spent their whole life working right to to get to this point uh, based on false information or stuff you can't prove. Um, so, you know, like I understand that it wouldn't be a difficult, like it, that it would be a very difficult like thing to evaluate, but you're right there. I don't know. The track records there. It's uh, there's just different ways. I think you could handle it. And I think now more than ever, teams are going to be more and more aware of these things. And hopefully it 
it helps in some way. I don't know if it will, but like you brought up Aaron Hernandez and like, God knows I've made my fair share of Aaron Hernandez jokes, but like after, after he died and they find, you know, one of the most severe cases of CTE they've ever seen and, and somebody observed for it, it, it makes like playing the sport and anything that might be violence related that much more of a gray area because it's like, it was Aaron Hernandez uh, inherently a violent person or was part mm. of maybe all of the reason he turned that way because he played fucking football. It's insane. Like, if yeah, you, like, if you have some empathy towards that situation, you know, as to prior just being like, Oh yeah, he fucking killed somebody, whatever. Like, I don't care. Um, but I don't know. It's in stuff like this is so serious. It's not like uh, a weed, a weed case or a player getting drunk and doing something stupid right. that doesn't hurt anybody. Like there's nothing to make fun of here. And, uh, all I really want to do is make fun of shit and talk football. But, uh, I don't know. I hope we addressed it in a way that was informative, I guess. I don't fucking yeah. know. <laughs> I'm not um, smart yeah, enough no, to, 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 to be like somebody who I feel like after they listen to me talk about this and you talk about this, be like, you know what? They've made some really great points and, uh, I feel better about it. Like, I don't know. They might like, cause like I haven't heard many other people bring up the stuff that you did that you found in that New York times article, um, which I think adds a lot to the situation. Clearly. Like we're all like, we all knew about the previous accusations, um, but we didn't know like to what extent were they credible and right. we know about the other thing, like the counseling thing. And that just like that, adds a lot to it and it paints a different picture and it, it changes a lot and it changes the perception of uh this case and this situation yeah both it for, did for me you know, the team and the league it's uh it re- like read that article it's really long it's disturbing uh this whole week like i've just read news i'm just like i don't want to i don't want to <laughs> talk about this today like yeah. Uh, give me, give me Tom Brady talking about eating ass on Instagram <laughs> all day. <laughs> yeah. Bullshit. We span like the entire spectrum of emotions on we the show. We had a big spectrum today. Yeah. Uh, I think we've done a decent time too. I don't think we went too long. Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, oh yeah, really quick. Like you want to finish this off by like saying like what this means football wise for the Buccaneers. Um, assuming that like he doesn't play the season. Uh, yeah, like from actual an actual football perspective. Yeah, who's their backup quarterback? I don't even. It's know. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, it is. It's Fitzpatrick. <laughs> of course, because they, they were on Hard Knocks and they yeah. had uh, CU alum Seth Lufau for a while. Mm-hmm. He might be on the practice squad there. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, and I don't think Jameis Winston's a great quarterback. Uh, I, I don't either. I don't. He either. Throws for a lot of yards. He's one of those guys who I think can compile stats, but when you watch him play, like. He's not – he's just like a mid-level QB. Mm-hmm. So, if the Buccaneers have to move on – I don't think it's the worst thing, really. Yeah. I think Fitzpatrick's not the answer. And I believed in Fitzpatrick uh, in his one really great season in New York when he was old and throwing touchdowns to Brandon Marshall <laughs> and Eric Decker. I was like, hey, if the Broncos want Fitzmagic, 
I'll take some Fitz magic, but uh, yeah, yeah, that glorious beard. He started well, yeah. showing too many interceptions. I don't know. Maybe it's the cycle because like Ryan Patrick's career has been very cyclical. Like when you expect oh, him maybe. to do well, he disappoints. But then like when you're expecting nothing out of them, like that Jet season, like Gino Smith gets punched in the jaw. Suddenly he can't play. We're like, oh, I guess we got to go with Fitzpatrick. Suddenly God. he's incredible. He has a career year. Like as a pro bowler, he's fantastic. Almost leads the Jets to the playoffs. Um, in hindsight, a pretty great achievement considering what's happened since. Uh, yeah, that was such a weird story. Maybe he comes too. back. Yeah, maybe maybe he has a little Fitz renaissance. But I think if I were the Buccaneers. They'll call Jay Cutler. Yeah. I call Jay Cutler. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking maybe call the Eagles, Nick Foles. What could – what could Tampa Bay give Philadelphia that would be appealing to them besides Gerald McCoy, who would be awesome to see on that Eagles defensive line? Like, yeah, he'd be like a Mike Evans. <laughs> uh, fucking Eagles, Mike Evans. Yeah, you could give him Deshaun Jackson back. <laughs> oh, that would be interesting too. I, it, it would probably be like a second rounder, I think, plus maybe a player because their first rounder is too high, I think, for the Bucks just because. Like, knowing what they know now. They might like, be trying to get a quarterback. <laughs> that and, like, it's going to be a pretty high first round pick. Right. Like, if they don't have their starting quarterback, like, they could easily be, like, fifth overall. Like Yeah. We I think trying to trade for Nick Foles would be smart. Mm-hmm. I think Tampa has a, a potential with the defense there. Yeah. Nick Foles with Mike Evans, Cameron Brait, OJ. Okay. I Tampa Bay could give the Eagles uh, a tight end. They could give them Cameron Bray to pair with Zach Ertz and, and Dallas, Dallas Goder. So there's uh, there's that. Um, I would get rid of Winston if I were the, the Buccaneers. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> uh, maybe a corner. Ooh, Brent Grimes would be decent in Philly. Yeah, because the Philly or the Eagles don't have like Daryl. They lost Morley their corner. Anymore. They lost. Uh, yeah. I just talked about him in his. I'm um, Patrick Robinson. Yeah, uh, I watched. I watched the videos. Come on. Okay, so that's yeah. I don't think Steady. this is good for Tampa Bay. No, uh, I'll be rooting for Ryan Fitzpatrick. I yes. always have liked him uh, because of our beards and. He went to Harvard. Did you know that? Yeah. Did you know he went to Harvard? Yeah, he actually went to Harvard. Dude, they don't ever mention that when he plays football, right? No, here's another thing. He's like he's like it's he's not like this, but the mention of Harvard is like Andy from the office mentioning Cornell. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's like except it's just like every CBS commentator. Right. Yeah, it's the commentators so like doing it for him. Yeah. Yeah, also Antonio Gates played basketball in college so I thought oh, right. there too. Right. I forget that. Yeah. We need to raise uh, awareness. Has he signed with the Chargers yet? Is he I think they're just like flirting. Okay, they're gonna I wait till training camp. After he he probably doesn't want to do training camp. They're they're gonna. You always knew they're gonna get back together. Those two. Yeah, it's like a a, a, a high school couple. Yeah, you know? it's like it's like Ross and Rachel. Right. Yeah. I fucking hate Ross. Uh, but that's a different podcast. <laughs> uh, next week. Next week. <laughs> he's like my least favorite character. Okay. Anyway, thank you for guys for listening. Uh, Will is on Twitter at Will Keys Six. That's true. Um, Again, please, if you made it this far, uh, go to iTunes. Give us a review for the That's Good Sports podcast. We're on Podbean, so you can download and listen to this like a real, real guy podcast. That link is in the description, and we'll be back again next week, I think.
Oh, okay. Can we give the people like a hashtag to let Go us know it. that they made it this far? How about hashtag Spanky? Hashtag Spanky. Yes. Hashtag Spanky. And if Spanky hashtag Spanky, oh, I'm going to have a lot of respect for him. That'll be great. <laughs> All right. See you guys.